Welcome to Group Talk. Four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Inside Saddleback with Steve Gladen. Hello to all of you small group point people out there in the trenches of small group ministry. And thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this show today. Derek here along with your host, the man who puts small in groups, Steve Gladen. Hey, everybody. Good to see you rolling out this early part of December. So, Stephen, full disclosure, how did your long Thanksgiving weekend really go based on the fact that your beloved Ohio State football team, their game was canceled, right, due to COVID? You know, well, just like we were talking before the show, uh, you know, when, when they're not playing, but when your rival loses, uh, <laughs> it's still a win in the weekend, even though we didn't get to play on the field because of the cancellation of the coronavirus. But you got, you got both. Your team oh, won and Oregon lost. Yeah, my team, the Washington Huskies, won, which is amazing, of course. But then our arch rival, Oregon, the Oregon Ducks, lost. It always makes for an amazing weekend. But I also wanted to ask you, when you found out your game was canceled, did your dog, Maggie, survive your fury? Uh, well, you know, I, I just, you know, <laughs> I shaved her. <laughs> didn't kick her. Didn't kick her for all you dog lovers out there. But she is, you know, a little bit shorter hair right now, so. Yeah. So on Thanksgiving Day, Steve, you posted this uh, photo of this epic meat and cheese tray in the shape of a turkey. Please tell me you did not eat all of that by yourself. Uh, if you didn't see that, it's on my Facebook feed. And first off, full disclosure, I had nothing to do with it. My daughter made, Erica made the whole thing up. And uh, sadly to say, I probably had half of that turkey along with half of the other turkey. But we'll get into that in the show, you know, how you're supposed to take care of your body. Knowing how much you love meat and cheese trays, I knew you were one happy guy. So speaking of uh, meat and cheese trays, give us a, an appetizer sampling of what we're going to expect on today's show. Yeah, I think one of the things as I've been talking to uh, churches, you know, literally around the world is that one of the things that this pandemic has brought is some universal feelings across the way, and one of them is fatigue. And uh, I thought in our show, we would just hit it straight on. Now, last show, Inside Saddleback, we talked about, uh, we in the show notes, we put uh, an article on crisis fatigue uh, that came out of the Ohio State University, uh, just to remind you, Derek. Uh, and we'll, we'll repost that in the show notes along with another article that we're going to refer to at the end of the show. But one of the things that uh, we just wanted to bring across here is being able to say, how do we address fatigue straight on? Now, normally in our show, we have four segments. Uh, and Derek, really quick, what are those segments? I mean, I know you're right on top of it. We got the Saddleback Scoop. We got the Network Nugget. We've got the Leadership Learning. And we've got the Trending Topic. Dude, we're just firing in the month of December. And uh, so along with that, uh, these four fatigue busters really play nicely into each one of these segments. And so what I want to do is for us as small group point people, if we don't address the fatigue that is just overshadowing us all through 2020, 2021 is going to come out flat. And so I also want to bring out some fatigue busters that would, you know, just address what we're going to be facing in 2021. So let's do it. Let's jump into the Saddleback Scoop segment. Steve, take it away. Yeah. I mean, on this first one, I was just, uh, it, it was actually through, um, you know, doing some conversations and then also 
um, when we had Ed Stetzer speaking uh, in one of our weekend services, he had a great quote, and I just want to give it to you because it's really been helping uh, my wife and I and uh, some of our staff as we've been pressing ahead. It says, the moment we are in doesn't pause the mission we are on. Now, let me just read that to you one more time. It says, the moment we are in doesn't pause the mission we are so on. good. Yeah, and it, and it reminded me of a, a quote from Corey Tin Boone, who said, uh, never be afraid to trust the unknown future to unknown God. And again, just never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Two great quotes right there that really gives us perspective. And this is our first fatigue buster. And that is, you've got to give perspective on one side of the coin and have vision on the other side of the coin. Uh, you know, in 1968, I was seven years old. And during 1968, uh, it, it was almost a mirror of what we're experiencing here in 2020. Uh, we had the Hong Kong flu that was a, an epidemic that was uh, sweeping across. We had political divide like never before in the late 60s. We had the assassinations of Bobby Kennedy and Martin Luther King. Uh, then we had uh, riots over the Vietnam War uh, that were there. But what what kind of foreshadows and helps us to see this is that television was entering a new age. Before you would see the news in paper and in print, but what television was doing uh, during the late 60s, it was bringing into the American living room, it was bringing the riots and it was bringing the war. And literally, you saw the Vietnam War every every evening on the news. And in a way, very similar that I was talking about uh, in the foreshadowing is that you have social media playing that role of what television did. So when you see all of that, you can get very, very discouraged and, and be wondering, you know, okay, it, you know, it, is God going to you know come back? And you know our family wasn't even followers of Christ then, so we had nothing to look forward to but to seeing you know all this dismay that was happening across our nation. But what came came out of that was uh, the hippie movement. But what followed that shortly in the early seventies, late sixties, was the Jesus movement. And when the Jesus movement swept across America, you saw a revitalization that happened through a country that was literally torn apart. And in the same way, I, you know, part of the perspective is understanding that God is in control. That's why I love Corey Tin Boone's quote so much. But also what Ed was saying, too, is that this moment that we are in doesn't pause the mission we are on. And part of what we got to understand is that even in the first century, they were going through their own pandemic, uh, not medically, but they, it was physically because they were getting persecuted, they were getting killed, they were hunted down, uh, everybody was forced to meet into homes or small groups. And so this is just another reality. If you want to break fatigue, you've got to be the one in your leadership to give perspective and to give vision. Uh, the analogy of, you know, our first responders, especially in the fire units, is that, you know, whenever a fire is happening, when people are fleeing the fire, the fire teams are going towards the fire. And so you've got to ask yourself in this first section, 
uh, is asking yourselves, you know, where are your fires at in your church? Where do you need to be able to get there? And where do you need to run to? Because in moments of crisis, it really does reveal who you are, who your members are, who your leadership team is. And what you've got to understand is that, you know, you've got to engage your people. You know, deeds and doing wonderful things are always on the lips of Christians, but this is where you have to engage them. So in this first section, what I would say to you, one of the the main fatigue busters is being able to give vision and perspective. Those are two sides of the coin that can help your people understand and get comfort in where you are leading them. I really loved that quote by Ed Stetzer. The moments we are in doesn't pause the mission we are on. So good. And and talking about perspective, Steve, I just loved how you broke down 1968. Obviously, I wasn't born until uh, about 12 years after that. That's a little bit of a party foul. <laughs> and I know you just loved giving that reference. <laughs> but it is crazy to actually hear from somebody who was there uh, the craziness of that year. And it does really give you perspective like, oh my gosh, you're still alive. You survived. God's good. And God did amazing things in the Jesus movement. It actually swept through, uh, you know, the evangelical churches, but also through the Catholic churches too. And so it was, it was great to see, you know, on both sides of the gospel, just working, uh, through both, uh, those sections of people. Great perspective. Okay, on to our network nugget segment. Steve, take it away. You know, this is a a, a great friendship. I mean, a friendship. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, this is a, a great fatigue buster, and it is friendship. And uh, part of what we got to realize is in fatigue, and when there's so much division, we forget about civility. And we forget about how uh, you can walk hand in hand without seeing eye to eye. And I always hang around a lot of people uh, that are different than me. I read a lot of perspectives that are different than mine. And part of what you have to understand is that you can be a friend to everybody. Uh, the, the reality is, you, no matter where you landed on the election, uh, anywhere you're living, no matter where you land on the language of you speak versus somebody else's speaks, or no matter on the, uh, the color of skin, you've got to understand that we love all of God's creation. God created every person on this planet. They are in his image, and we can be a friend to them. And this is where I would say, you know, in the network, we always call these huddles because we're trying to huddle together small group point people or in our communities of purpose, small group point people taking a strategic plan to the next level. We are always trying to focus people and get around other people. They may be different than you, but you can still be their friend. You can still have a conversation. Uh, I, you know, I think of, you know, wherever I have lived, I always want to be friends with my neighbor, you know, whoever I run into, I'm, I can always be a friend. And so um, what you got to understand is that one of the fatigue busters is understanding you need community and you need to give community. And so whichever perspective you're on, whether you're needing it and you're you know, attending a huddle or a COP, or maybe you're you're trying to give something and, and you know start something up in your area. 
it, it's it's not a matter of do I have time to be friends with people. It's a matter of value and do you value it enough. And I've even seen this uh, played out in. Uh, you know, a lot of us on our uh, Facebook group and across some of our uh, boards of what we're talking about in small group land, that there's always this thing is how's attendance doing? How's attendance happening in your small groups? And again, I'm not worried about attendance. I am worried about connection. And so there, there's a couple in my own small group that we haven't seen in months, but we have stayed connected with them. And part of if you're going to bust fatigue, you got to understand it's going to look a little different than our typical gatherings. And you've seen that both on temple courts and on house to house. But with that, what I'd love to do is just I'm always trying to give practical stuff is I'd like you to uh, just think through this. And I want to give eight characteristics of a life giving friend, because when you give life into a fatigued ridden culture, then you are busting fatigue. And so let me just go through these eight characteristics really quick. They all start with B, but it's be cheerful. And it doesn't take anything to smile. And I understand that most of us are wearing masks, uh, but you know, uh, I was going to say you could be a flasher, but that's not good. <laughs> I know. But, you know, flash a smile, uh, but that's why you can flash. But, you know, you want to be cheerful and help people see that. You can do it through a text. You can do that through an email. You can do that through uh, an a audio call or anything like that. But be cheerful. Uh, be comfortable. Uh, you you want to be comfortable uh, with that person. Help them to feel in comfort. If you don't know them uh, or whether you know them a lot, that can vary to different degrees, but you want to be comfortable. Um, you want to be conversational. You want to ask questions uh, of the people. Uh, you want to be considerate. They may say something that's completely different, something you don't agree with. They may say something, a word you would never say. Uh, but you want to be considerate of them and just, you know, you know, honor them for where they're at, not where you want them to be. Uh, you want to be consistent. Uh, if you have time, look up Proverbs uh, 1824. But friendship is always consistent. And uh, in our small group, uh, although the attendance physically or Zoom wise might not be perfect, I will say during this pandemic that's uh, happened since March, uh, of 2020, we have been consistently uh, consistent with each other, being there for one another's and practicing the one another's. Um, be confidential is a life-giving friend in the sense that, you know, I can, you know, unless they're going to harm someone or harm themselves, uh, you're, you keep confidence is with them. Uh, being candid. Uh, we've had that in our own small group throughout this pandemic to be able to be candid with people in the way they're behaving or not behaving and and just set some things straight. And then the eighth thing is be Christ-like. And that is that, you know, Christ was always with those that were hurting. And uh, you want to you find yourselves in situations that you may not be with people, like I said, that think like you. I've been reading this book called uh, The Coddling uh, of the American Mind. Uh, it's written by two uh, university professors uh, that uh, may lean a little bit more towards the liberal side, but they're shining in some great realizations of what we're doing to Gen Z in the coddling of the American mind. And part of that is it's, it's just broadening my, my horizons of being able to say, 
I want to be Christ-like in every situation, but I also, like I said before, you know, you, you, you exercise these other seven things beforehand, and it gives you an opportunity that, you know, if you can share truth, you can speak truth. But anyways, the friendship piece is that second thing. So we talked about giving perspective, uh, and vision is a fatigue buster, but also just being a friend. And what we found is that when you are friendly towards people, when you're building relationships with people that you know that you know, going deeper, like in our small group, or with people that you don't know, uh, through a huddle or through a COP, if you're in the network and working with our small group point people, or whether you're just out on your own, it's important that these things will actually pour back into you and fill you up, whereas fatigue will always try to break you down. So good. And I loved speaking of friendship and huddles, some of the photos we've seen the last month in the Facebook group from huddle leaders. Uh, a couple shout outs I want to give. Brian Parker posted a great picture of the DC area huddle there. Mm. Bunch of good looking folk. Uh, Jeff Sobchak, man, he's got a couple huddles, but he posted a huddle uh, not so long ago of his East Valley Phoenix Scottsdale huddle. Whoa. So Arizona's representing. Um, shout out to Holly Kruger Timberlake, uh, posted about her Omaha huddle. So go Nebraska. All over the place. What else do we got? Um, I saw another one from Josh Hunt. He, he did a post about, uh, the first huddle he joined today. I think it was an online zoom huddle. So way to go, Josh. So if you're not in a huddle, start or join a huddle, you can go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash huddles. And really they're just small groups for small group point people great way to find friendships, ideas, support, and prayer, like Steve said. So get in one today. Okay, on to our leadership learning segment, where we get to journey deep into the crevices, into the synapses of the beautiful mind that is Steve Gladen. I don't know if it's beautiful, and I don't know if it's my mind, but uh, you know, there, there are some words here that I want to share with you. But uh, another uh, fatigue buster we want to go to is gratitude. And the, you know the two duty the two duties of leadership. I, we just got do do duties and all that. So we'll, 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 we'll we don't know if that'll get edited out. But the two of the duties of leadership are to clarify purpose and to say thank you. Now those are two pillars uh, in leadership that have to be there. And you know there's uh, hundreds of verses on giving thanks uh, that are all a part of the culture of the old in the New Testament. And part of what I wanted to be able to share with you is that showing gratitude is of of sharing gratitude is of essence for us to be able to do if we're going to battle fatigue. And it's interesting that in the uh, the story of the ten lepers that Jesus healed, that only one of them came back and said thank you. Now, there could be all kinds of reasons why the other nine didn't do it. Uh, they may have thought, you know, oh, he could heal me so he could give it back to me. So they may have been scared. Uh, they may have been doing some of the ritual things that uh, a leper who was who was healed uh, had to do at, at the temple. And so they may have been doing the, the, the dutiful things, but not doing the, the right things. Uh, or they just may have been fearful or busy in their day or something like that. But the point is, is that one did go back and Jesus really affirmed that leper. And so how do you be the one? We all want to show gratitude, uh, but how 
do you do that? Because when you show gratitude, you are busting fatigue. So let me give you three things in this uh, block of the show that can help you out. And they are this, and I'll, I'll give them to you and then I'll go back. Be specific, be sensitive, be searching. And so if you're going to show gratitude, you got to be specific. And what I would encourage you to do is uh, use their name. Uh, you know, being able to say, hey, Derek, I want to I want to thank you uh, for and before you go on to what it is. But you want to be specific in using their name. It's interesting in the uh, book of Nehemiah. Uh, when he's giving his thanks, and you can look at different sections of the Bible, Old and New Testament, when uh, when the authors are giving thanks, they always use people's names. And what I loved in the book of Nehemiah is that f- he uses 48 different personal names when he gives thanks. And that is showing that they are important. So you recognize the name, you say, hey, Derek, I want to thank you. And then you, then you also want to be specific on the details of what did they do. So you want to show that they are important, but then you also want to show what they did was important. So the first thing is, is you, you want to be specific. The next thing in showing gratitude is you want to be sensitive. And you want to move past the surface things that they did, and you want to move towards the heart. You want to recognize the heart and notice their character, their humility, their generosity. So I go, hey, Derek, thanks so much for uh, setting up this podcast and doing that. And I know that you could have gotten anybody to do it, but you chose to do it, and you do it each and every month. And so I just want to thank you for that. You know, it shows that, you know, you move past the specific of it to show, in this case, in this example, his character and his heart of of putting together something that he wants to bless other small group point people with by sharing humility, his giftedness, and his generosity of time. So you want to be specific, you want to be sensitive, but also then you also want to be searching. And by this is you want to be looking at, at for people you can thank and, and the ways you need to do it. Now, if you're like me, you I've got to set reminders. And so in an era of electronics, I can't tell you, I probably have 30 post-it notes all on my desk at home. They're just reminders for me of things I got to do, things I want her to remember, uh, people I want to thank and stuff like that. We all get too busy, but we need to show appreciation. And if you're maybe listening to this, you go, well, I feel unappreciated. Then why don't you take the lead and appreciate somebody and do these three things of be specific, be sensitive, be searching, and, you know, try to be a solution for somebody else and see what God does to you. But the reality is, is that studies have shown that you get new energy and happiness when you appreciate somebody. So actually, you're the beneficiary, probably more than the person receiving it. So fatigue buster number three is gratitude. Great, great leadership learning, Steve. Especially I liked the part about uh, being specific and using people's names. Quick story, I remember being a super young, insecure, brand new youth pastor. I was at this big event and uh, nobody knew me or should have knew me. And uh, one of the well-known veteran youth pastors, a guy named Chad, was there. I'll never forget, I walk up, and uh, he was like, how you doing, Derek? And I was blown away that he knew my name. 
Mm. And from from that point forward, the guy walked on water uh, for me because mm. I couldn't believe that he knew my name and remembered it. And from then on, man, I was like, this is my guy. So quick example there. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Last but not least, it's time for the trending topic segment. Now, in the in the last one, the leadership learning, I just said, you know, the the two duties of leadership are to clarify the purpose and to saying thank you. Well, we touched on saying thank you with gratitude, but now I want to talk to you about the purpose, and that's clarifying the purpose. And if you want to bust fatigue, not only do you want to look at vision and perspective and, you know, where you need to go as an organization, and do you want to be able to give friendship? And you want to also tackle it with gratitude, but you also got to be able to give purpose. And on this fourth buster, the thing I was asked for you is what is your purpose for heading into 2021, both for you personally, for your ministry, your small group ministry that you're leading, uh, for you know your family and, and anything, but you've got to answer the purpose question for yourself and for your ministry uh, that you're doing with small groups. And for, you know, other things that may be, you know, impacting around in your world. Now, one of the things that we're posting in the show notes, so not only the crisis fatigue article from last month, if you didn't happen to read it, encourage you to read it. But this one is one I I try to read at the end of every year, and it's the corporate athlete. And the reason why I love this, this article came out in uh, 2001. So, I mean, it's in the Harvard Business Review. And it's been around forever. Uh, I've given it, you know, countless times. But it is so pertinent as we're heading into understanding what's your purpose. Because in the corporate athlete, they uh, what this this was a study done on athletes who were performing at their their optimum peak, and they noticed that an athlete who was doing running at their optimum uh, peak. Uh, they were operating in four areas, and one was physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental. And when they measured all of these, they found out when they were operating well in these four environments, that their athleticism was uh, it was just optimal. And in the same way, corporate America has taken this over, and they have literally, to their top executives, they have poured in these four attributes to help them run at their peak performance. And I will tell you, I when I was reading through this, I was going, if 2020 has done anything, and if fatigue has done anything, it has just eroded these four areas in our lives. And so when you're answering the question, you know, what is your purpose for 2021? You might want to read this article through and say, okay, where is this taking me personally? And so when you, I'll just go over these and explain them just real briefly. I want to encourage you to read the article. It's not a long article, but there's a lot of meat in it that can help you figure out how can I function at my optimum performance so that I can affect my friends and family and I can affect my ministry in a positive way that gives back to them. But one of them is physical. And in the physical area, no shock, it's looking at your body. Uh, you know, your body's designed to move. Uh, and when you are physically fit, you are going to be running at your optimum performance. Now, you know, uh, Thanksgiving has just eclipsed us, so I really don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, and Christmas is in front of us. 
but I, I literally do read this article at the end of the year because I don't, I just don't want to be on a sugar buzz for, you know, the next, you know, 40 days, although it's fun because I've done it for the previous 350, <laughs> you know, five days. Uh, but, but the point is, is that you do have to look at your body and, and say, uh, you know, you don't have to be perfectly chiseled like Derek, uh, but, you know, uh, but you do need to be uh, focusing on, you know, my physical attributes and what do I need to work on? Because when you're physically fit, you are operating in an optimal performance. Uh, another one, which they were just really, you know, challenging the athletic environment uh, and also the corporate environment is the spiritual plays a huge place. And in the spiritual realm is where you find your values and your purpose. And uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to be rolling out in the new year is just another snapshot of our health assessment for people to take that electronically and figure out, okay, spiritually, what do I need to work on in 2021 to make myself more uh, impactful for the kingdom of God? Uh, The emotional, it was interesting when they looked at the studies of athletes, uh, these words came out on the emotional part what they're looking at, calm, challenged, engaged, focused, optimistic, confident, fun in what they did. Uh, You know, when you look at uh, aspects of your life and you look at these words, how you approach things emotionally are going to be impactful to, to where you're going. And then the last thing is mental. And this is where most industries focus on is, you know, your mental fit fitness and tend to miss the other three. But in the mental, that's the cognitive side. And what are your goals and your plans? Uh, they One of the cool things in this article that they found was that people who meditated tended to uh, have a better acceleration in the mental capacity. And what's interesting in, in the church world, we call that our quiet time. And how often we're saying, if you just do your quiet time, uh, you'll your sleep will be better. Your you won't need as much sleep as you think you need. Uh, you know the other aspects of your life will be strong. And part of in the small group ministry, one of the things we have is the accelerate course. Uh, we're excited that uh, we have some physical uh, conferences with accelerate that can help you plan and set goals uh, for this mental part uh, that are there. But also uh, the course is going to be debuting uh, in January of 2021 to be able to have that course available uh, to you so you can take it at any place at any time. But my point in this section is, it's one thing to answer what's your purpose in 2021, but you also want to take it just a couple layers down. And I would encourage you to read this article on the corporate athlete and just look at your physical, your spiritual, your emotional, and mental, because that will set up the beauty of what you're trying to roll out both in your family, where you're taking your family, and also where you're taking uh, your, your ministry. Because we got to understand that as we're wrapping this podcast up, fatigue makes you last, not live. And we want to live in 2021. And fatigue also brings on trauma. And trauma is what destroys trust in everything around you. When you use these four fatigue busters, I am more than confident that your small group ministry, and more importantly, you, will be more ready for what 2021 is going to bring to you. 
Well, thanks again, everyone, for spending a part of your day with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. And as you get ready for Christmas, we just pray it's an amazing month with you and your families. Until next time, goodbye. All right. Hey, Small Group Network family. Jason Banzoff here, Group Talk producer and Small Group Network creative arts director. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Inside Saddleback. And thank you to Steve and Derek for that great episode. Now, before we go, let's talk about Lobby 2021. Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in California, this year's annual lobby gathering will be held online. And this year's event will run from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific Standard Time each day, and will start off with general sessions in the first hour, followed by various breakout sessions on every small group hot topic you can think of. On Tuesday, enjoy our recruiting and training leaders panel with our very own Steve Gladen from Saddleback, Bill Willits from North Point, and Jared Kirkwood from Mariners. On Wednesday, enjoy coaching, how to care for your leaders panel with Steve Gladen again, Bill Willits from North Point, and Dave Enns from North Coast. Visit smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash to register your team for as little as $39 per person. And thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.